Hello and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give power to a name. My name's Demon Knight, and I'm gonna make you, yes, you, love superhero that you can be a part of the creation process. What was that you can small be child that just popped up there? <laughs> you can, you can be a part of this process too if you listen and you get uh, out of here, kid. Vibes. Uh, get, get him out Deem, of here. Deem, fine. So Jade Sarson, you're gonna help me create this superhero with your. Uh, bags and bags of comics knowledge, as are you, Josh Randall. Uh, that, that's the plan. <laughs> oh, God, not you two. It's reverse Shazam time again. Yeah, I still haven't Shazammed yet. <laughs> and we're just going to uh, whip up a name from whatever there is around, laying on the floor, in the trash, uh, oh, me. in the sky, and we're going to create a, a whole superhero from scratch. Now, you know, summer is... Is drawing to a close. It's starting to get a little bit colder. Oh boy, another, another weather analogy. Mm-hmm. Please do. Carry on. Listen, listen, we're, we're all British here. We have to lean into the cliches, into the, the known areas of our culture. That's how we get the American audience in, the, the, the farther European uh, audiences in. We have to play the demographics here. Podcasting is very, very competitive. Cool. Okay. I'll, I'll let that go. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> Um, so before we go ahead and uh, pander to some sweet, sweet, sweet um, demos as they come in the business, before we go ahead and alienate the rest of our audience, uh, now that the, all the the weak audience is alienated, <laughs> you strong audiences can get our comics recommendations as well because we can't go into this process blindly. We have to talk about some comics, get the creative uh, juices flowing. You know, really set fire to that comics Kindle, not literally. But in our minds, to get the old uh, boiler going, as it were. Mm-hmm. Now, Jade, you've been quite sarcastic and quite uh, bitey towards me. So why don't you <laughs> lighten the loot a little bit? I'm sorry, Dean. Perhaps perhaps this comic will will uh, stop me doing that. Because I've been reading mm. something very wholesome. Very, very wholesome. Oh. Um, I picked this one up again because uh, I've got a whole bunch of conventions coming up. And... It's widely known that I find them very exhausting. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, some bi- well, what's the whole thing? Like introverts, extroverts. Some people get energy from being around people. Some people don't. I'm not mm-hmm. one of those people. Um, you know, I-, I love meeting fellow comics people, but eventually my meter runs down. Don't forget your fans. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. We're all comics people. Um, so I've been reading a comic about a comics person. I've been reading John, a fan comic by Gail Galligan. Oh, I know this one. Yes, it's based on John from the Garfield comic strip. <laughs> oh, now bear with I know, this I know audience. This one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when when Gail first started sort of posting about this comic online I, i've got the print editions here with me but but i first found it online i was really kind of skeptical i was like why is everyone going on about john you know that piece of shit <laughs> um <laughs> john arbuckle so yeah yeah uh it's it's uh two comics uh, a fan comic and a second fan comic they're called uh the first one's about john being nervous about his girlfriend's friends coming over for a dinner party and the second one is about john re-entering the convention artist alley scene after years of not attending so you can see why i thought it was relevant for now um mm. And these comics basically took the whole indie scene by surprise. Like, I'm pretty sure every cartoonist that read this kind of broke down in tears. 
um, Gail basically uses John as a vessel for showing you what dedicated cartoonists go through from common questions like, are you a graphic designer? My sister's a graphic designer. That's all I know. You know, those kind of things. Mm. Um, to like the excitement of sharing your home workspace. I know that happens to me a lot when I have friends over. They're like always peeking into the office and everyone inevitably ends up in the office. <laughs> I, I often sleep in the office. You do, yes. Office <laughs> slash library slash Josh's spare room. Um, <laughs> uh, so it also covers stuff like the exhaustion of conventions, but also that wholesome, soul-reinvigorating energy of meeting someone who likes your work. Um, it, it really kind of touches everyone that reads it when they see this little fan of John's work who draws him a piece of fan art and... Like he has a little little bit of a cry as well. It's this is possibly the most wholesome Garfield content in existence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's not much of a like a, like a nothing really to re- like compare it to in terms of wholesomeness, is there? No, it's 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 in a league of its own. <laughs> so yeah, if if you have a cartoonist friend and you want to understand them better, read John by Gail Galligan. The most wholesome. Garfield content, just <laughs> slamming Bill Murray there mm-hmm. and his uh, brilliant movie. <laughs> Fuck work. off, Bill Murray! <laughs> Jesus, S- strong words. I thought this would calm you down, Jade, but clearly not. Josh, you're going to have to take the lead now. What are you, What have you been doing? What have you been looking at? I've been reading something pretty wholesome. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've been reading uh, "Go for It, Nakamura" with story and art by Suyunde. Yes. Um, it's all about a uh, a boy named Nakamura who has two loves in his life, his pet octopus, and one of his classmates, Hiroshi. He loves his classmate, but he has one issue um, before he can kind of do anything, is that they haven't actually kind of formally met yet. Um, okay. So this entire, like, it's only like one volume. I think they might be doing a second volume in the future. Um, this is all about um, Nakamura actually just trying to find a good way to initiate friendship. Um, yeah, it's really, it's very comfy. It's... Um, it's got very. I've seen a lot of people kind of compare it um, in terms of like the art to um, Rumiko Takahashi, mm. her work, um, which I can kind of see. It's kind of got that um, older kind of classic style to it. I think that rounded yeah. nature. Yeah, very rounded. Um, and yeah, it's it's just really it's really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's got some good. It handles like the whole um, boy love stuff really well, um, and even touches on some nice kind of stuff to do with bisexuality and stuff. It's very cool. Mm. Ah, wholesome and progressive. Yeah. Well, what a delicious combo. Um, well, I've been a little bit progressive, but not in, you know, the, the social sense, as it were. Because you know how I like to zag when you guys zig <laughs> God, yeah, you know, I'm oh. always turning to Josh and saying, God, look at Dean zag. Look at him go. I thought that was actually like an actual like verb yeah. for a second there. <laughs> well, I've, I've done a zag today, actually, because mm. um, it's, it's been a, a, a wild uh, two weeks for Dean. Um, I won't, I won't go into any detail, but I've sort of fallen into um, a nice uh, game that I've been playing. Now, it's not a video game, but it is to do with superheroes. Just be thankful I'm not recommending a movie again, okay? Are you going <laughs> to um, recommend a tabletop gaming book? I'm going to recommend a tabletop game called Masks, A New Generation. Wait, are you seriously uh, recommending a game instead of a comic? It's by Magpie Games Excellent. and is designed by Brendan Conway and... Like it's sort of your your D and D style game, but you play as a team of teenage superheroes. So like your Teen Titans or your Young Justice or your Young Avengers. And I tell you what, 
we had a session a few few days ago. Uh, Jade was in it as well, and we had a jolly good time. Like it's sort of all about the the social aspects of growing up in a uh, a super powered city and having to live up to various responsibilities. There's a whole rule set about uh, influence. So influence is a, an important thing over having it over people, them having it over you, and of course, being a teenager, all adults have influence over you. So there's just Nice uh, little teenage bits. Of course, labels are a very important uh, thing in the game as well. Instead of having your standard like strength, dexterity, wisdom, blah, blah, blah. You have like mundane and savior and freak that shift constantly during the game. So how you perceive perceive yourself and how the world perceives your character are changing all the time. And uh, yeah, it's just very dynamic, more narrative based than, than your, your D&D. You know, you're not... Uh, moving miniatures around a board or uh you know trying to line up for a spell or to get line of sight it's just like full action in the fighting full um like almost melancholic uh classic comic storytelling in the narrative and yeah i've i've very much enjoyed what i've uh, played with it amongst my friends so far and how's the art uh the art (laughs) i tell you what um jade will back me up on this how's that is that good uh, good color. I tell you what, the art and the color is very good, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whoever designed some... these kind of archetypes for for the player classes, what what are the classes called? I can't remember. Like uh, uh, the playbooks. The, the playbooks. That's it. Um. Yeah. They they did a good job, actually. They well. did. Um. You know, sort of that again. They they're illustrated in that classic um teenage superhero way, kind of sort of like almost McKelvey-ish combined with like mm. uh, that Teen Titan style of yeah. uh, drawing. And all the illustrations are done uh, by Michael Lee Lunsford, actually. And additional art and colouring by Brooke Conveil. So thank you, Josh, for reminding <laughs> us oh, about one of the most important things about comic. Hey, hey. I, tried uh, to, I tried to play you and you got me. Hey, hey, Josh, do you want to know mm? what kind of hero I'm playing? I'm, I'm playing. One with a good nose? Uh, they do have a good nose. I haven't got around to drawing them yet, but they do have a good nose. Um, <laughs> I'm playing a hero whose power is just Queer Eye the Show, but in superpower <laughs> final form. Oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. It, uh, she uh, ended up, uh, Jade's character ended up uh, tying up a villain inside a 90s style power suit, which is always very entertaining. <laughs> nice. Because... Mm-hmm. You know, it gives you a lot of freedom with um, powers and whatnot. You know, you might have super strength, but that can be like via a, a robotic suit or sort of an All Might style transformation, or you're just super strong like America Chavez, you know, appropriate example. But yeah, um, Masks, a new generation, real good game. It is uh, available from Magpie Games site if you want to pick it up. It's very fun. And I will say the uh, less complicated dice rolling system was very like a nice change because D&D is sometimes a bit overwhelming. Mm. 2D6, that's all you need for this one. Can you believe mm, it, Josh? That's, that's a good selling point. Indeed. Um, now now I've got my pitch out of the way. Uh, by the way, <laughs> Magpie Games, if you want to sponsor us, uh, you just, just drop me a little email. I'm, a I'm bit bitten by a radioactive expansion. <laughs> bitten by a radioactive sellout. Oh. Um, but now... Sell out. Good, good villain name. Just putting that out there. Uh, I'm, I'm making a note. <laughs> um, but now we should reverse that out and actually stick to our, you know, principles yes, and yes. make a superhero. Of course. Um, which is, I guess is going to be quite a wholesome one today with uh, 
yours and Josh's uh, recommendations. I hope so. Um, um, uh-oh. <laughs> what kind of generator have you got for us, Josh? Well, no, it's, not, it's, just, it's, not, it's not not wholesome, but I, I wouldn't describe it as wholesome. Okay. Like, What would you describe a wholesome name generator as? Sort of teddy bear name generator. <laughs> mm, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good one to keep in the bag, though. <laughs> I, might, I might try and get that one for next time. <laughs> Um, just just bleep, bleep that out in the episode when you come to it. <laughs> um, no, I've got a... What is your blues musician's name generator? Okay. Oh, my God. Am I going to be Mashed Potato Johnson? <laughs> it, John, that's very similar to what it kind of is. Um, and it's one of those ones that needs um, first middle. So I know you'll enjoy this, Jade. Mm-hmm. Um, and last name. Jade, mm. let's enjoy this. Okay. Um, should we go for the short names first or shall we go for Jade's first? Do you want to do mine? I'm just going to give you one of my middle names, my favourite one. No. Oh, all right. Well, okay. So first off, we've got Jade, which is J, which is Boney. <laughs> Boney. Our Boney's good. Okay, I'm going to so give you... So off to a good start. I'll, I'll give you... So you just need the, the first letters, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, hold on. I've got to rattle them off in my head. <laughs> P... P-E-B. P-P-E-B. Yes. Okay, bony, back, back, eyes. What was after E? Uh, B. Okay, bony, back, back, eyes, money. And then your last name, Davis. So, pony, back, eyes, money, Davis. Uh, no, bony. As oh, in bony. Your skeletal. Right, bony, back, eyes. Because we won't do back, back. That seems <laughs> <a bit> weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're looking at bony, Back eyes, money, Davis. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. I hate, I hate the, just the the phrase bony eyes. <laughs> well, it's bony back eyes. Well, that's even. Do we have do we have back eye? Oh, that brings up some interesting body horror, doesn't it? Mm. Your favorite, Josh. Um, yeah. Would you like to go next? Right. I'll 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 take a swing at this. Okay. Um, old. Thanks. Is for D. Uh, my <laughs> middle initial is M. Gumbo. Old Gumbo. Old, old Gumbo Lee. Hmm. Cap- competent. Uh, competent. Yep. Uh, old Gumbo Lee. Old Gumbo Lee. Are you writing that down? Uh, someone has or, or, is, or is Jay still writing oh, out shall I, shall <laughs> <laughs> I just, hold on. Just finished writing um, my name. Yeah, there we go. Right, what was Dean's? Um, I, I've made a note, don't worry. Okay. Old Gumbo Lee. And now Josh. Uh, um, yes. I am... Bony Harp Jefferson. So simple. Just some horrible names going on right now. It's just now. the bony bit, isn't it, really? Not really. Should it be the Bony Brothers? Like, the Bony Brothers and Old Gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> bony Harp is horrific. Mm. Just oh, the Oh, a harp made of bones. That's immediately there, isn't it? That's... We don't even need to I finish mean, the episode now. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, the, the strings made from guts, like in Hannibal. Oh. Good grief. <laughs> It fits. It, it's it's super. It's supernatural, mm. at least. Um, you know what I think we should do. Mm. We should pick one of these to be the four because then Jade doesn't have to draw another team again. Um, <laughs> Please. You had, you had a nice a nice time off with the uh, almighty heat wave. There were so many ducks. You know, <laughs> but you, you you did have a hard time with the ducks. Oh, so many. Even on your ducktails high, oh. like. So, you, did, you did run afoul of that, didn't you? you motherfucker. <laughs> Don't make me come um, at you, Donald Duck's <laughs> Pushing a hat down. Shall we go with Bony Harp Jefferson then? Mm. I like that one. Yeah. Jade? Yeah, it's good. I like it. 
I mean, obviously, old gumbo does bring up a lot of interesting ideas of just old food poisoning people. But Has bony that, harp. We've we've done food related poisoning. Or, poisoning. Or, we? Well, brainwashing slash poisoning. Mm. If you remember with um. Oh, God. Parfait. Parfait, yeah, Cleopatra. Cleopatra Parfait, yes. Mm. Goodness, that'd be almost a year ago now. Stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going bony harp. Yeah. So. I guess the easy way to play this would be... Using the strings. <laughs> I was going to say, um, you know, the, the the generator itself, like, is informing a lot of my thoughts on this, especially mm-hmm. with, like, bony harp. If you imagine, like, some old swamp guy playing the harp, a, a bony, grotesque harp on the bayou in those hot summer evenings... Oh, um, bones will be hot as well. <laughs> See, unfortunately, but, but, I was leaning towards a very um, dark uh, assassin slash serial killer approach with this, which is ooh. every part of the harp is made of someone. <laughs> they. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, Jesus, S- uh, what a heroic superhero! Sorry, what I have a... been watching a lot of BuzzFeed Unsolved, <laughs> <laughs> and I have actually been watching a lot of Hannibal recently. <laughs> There you go. Um, I saw I saw an episode of um, Queer Eye, and <laughs> you know they were talking about bone structure in the face, um, but not really bone structure well, in any musical instruments. Well, do do we want to go? I with wonder that? if that could. I wonder if you could play off that. The idea that you need a perfect like if you were to build a harp out of bones, mm. you'd have to have the right kind of bones to make to shape the harp, so you could get a good kind of hmm shape to it and then it would kind of work better yeah. I, I imagine i've never played or built a harp before yeah they, they do have to be a certain shape because then the strings are in like order of size i guess mm. but that's just like standard instrumentation stuff yeah. but what could be interesting is that i know with guitars which i used to play a bit of back in my rebellious teenage years where um different kinds of wood would result in different tones and different ah. sounds so perhaps um, replacing these bones could result in different um, sounds or different abilities. What if this is a harp made of the bones of old superheroes that, when played, conjures their powers? Wow, that was a jump. Wow, that's that's good jump. Though. That's yeah, that, that was yeah. a good leap. So are these bones donated or taken? Um. They could be the trophy of our newest villain. They call him Bony Harp Jefferson. And he's going to pull him right out your mouth. So, like, they're a very unassuming villain, you know? Like like, um, that typical thing of seeing an older person playing on a street corner and you think not much of them. (gasps) I like this. I just had another idea. Um... So for some reasons, the grotesque one that's really getting me. But what if this um, this is quite a, like an old person, like yeah. and maybe they look kind of aged on the outside, but they're able to maintain youth because their ability is sort of manipulating and almost stealing individual bones from people. So their bones are young, but they just kind of like steal the leg bone from someone, and now they've got a floppy leg. Wow, that's so they're going to be quite hmm. scarred then. Yeah. If they just constantly, what? are we going to go well, for that whole kind have, of? Like... Are we going to go for that whole kind of thing where is it the same broom if you remove certain pieces and replace them over and over again? Yeah, I see, 
It's interesting. I think I was that's thinking more getting like, a bit complicated now. Well, I was thinking more like they could more supernaturally steal them and put them in themselves I, instead of like uh, having to surgically do it. I don't know. I if think you I were I good like with that. the harp thing, personally. Yeah, I I prefer the idea of them maybe not necessarily killing all of the victims. Like maybe yeah. in some cases it's like that very cowardly thing of waiting after their funeral for a little bit and then digging up. Like, just to get mm. that elusive bone that they wanted. Um, get that power, to get that tone. Exactly. Like I feel like maybe it would be a bit too OP if their harp was made out of these superheroes that, that they could summon and it was giving them youth. Mm. That's okay. too much. That's fair. That's fair. Like, it's always, it's always cool when you have um, a hero or villain who is basically a normal person, but the object is what makes them super. You know what this reminds me of, actually? What? Um, the harp slash musical instrument playing assassins from Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, yeah, that wasn't a harp, was it? It was, I think it was like an Asian instrument. Like, it was like massive and like had strings sort of Shit, going up. I know, I know the, the name of this instrument. I can't remember it. But yeah, it's, it looks kind of like a very large guitar. Um, mm. But yeah, I can't remember what they're called. But yeah, no, I know exactly the villains you're talking about because they kind of like hold it on one leg and pluck it with both arms and yeah. like support themselves on one kind of leg looking like they're floating. They look really weird. Listeners, imagine that, but instead of that instrument, it's a harp and instead of invisible blades, it's various powers <laughs> of all kinds various from all heroes. our superheroes. Are we going big harp or little harp? I'd like to say big harp. A little harp is called a liar, Josh. <laughs> and also because... Oh, is it? Oh. Um, a, a, well, a harp then is more dramatic, wouldn't you say? Like, it is. There's so. so much more opportunity to have the unassuming old person um, persona be prevalent. Like, oh, would you help me lift my harp in, into, the, into this car? And like... Bling! Sorry, sucker. Like you've just helped me to defeat you, kind of thing. They just like pluck one string, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe they blast fire at him, or like freeze him to the spot, or whatever, mm. and make a, a getaway. Well, that's got me wondering: how does the thing work? So they would they just like make a melody, and then is it that they can then use the power, or just like, for example, with like shooting out fire? Where's the fire coming from? Okay, here's how I picture it. Um, there's been a few examples of heroes slash villains, people who use music as a weapon, and usually it's it kind of comes out like like when you when you hear music live, you're you're physically hit by the impact of really loud sound. Mm. So like That's when, what when, Bob Marley said. Yeah, so like when you strum, I say yeah, like I understand. Um, <laughs> you know, you strum really loudly, and that that forceful wave hits you. I'd picture it as literally just the wave emanating from the instrument, but it would manifest as something. I really like the idea of them perhaps having the hero's souls trapped and under their control within the mm. harp. That way, I wasn't sure at one point if it was going to be like ethereal versions of said superhero. Yeah, that's what that I kind of cool. like. Yeah, so like they they come at you from the instrument. Sometimes it's like not their fully uh, corporeal form. Like sometimes it's it's if they're an elemental hero, for example. Let's just go with the obvious. If they're like a fire based hero, it might just you know shoot out of the harp like flames, and then you'd be able to see them mm. once they've come out of the harp. 
That could be cool, like sort of a mix of both of them. Yeah, but can you imagine the, the sadness of having all those heroes trapped and they have to do what you command? Well, we're evil that people now, so we have to sort of revel <laughs> in that. We're, we're stealing heroes' bones. Like, this This is great. We can do what... They could have such a range of uh, powers as well with this yeah. one instrument. It could be quite cool. And um, I, I he could think have his own... one, one of you was asking, like, how they control the power as well. Like, I think it would be a bit kind of ocarina of time-ish like you have to play a certain melody in order to get a certain hero Mm. Hmm. okay so we've gone from sort of kung fu hostel to more of a scott pilgrim battle of the bands oh yeah (laughs) where they conjured the giant yeti thing yeah yeah hmm. i was thinking about like the power of music i was trying to figure out like a way that that could work in terms of the ocarina stuff and i was trying to think about how to incorporate the idea of Every single superhero has their own like theme song. Yeah, Aww. I'm not sure about like how we could like if that was possible to incorporate like in a world where whenever a hero turns up, music automatically kind of plays. Mm. And then, it, but then I think it kind of got a bit out of hand. No, that could be quite like, scale. Here's the thing. Here... All right, it's time for Dean's comic opinions corner. Right. Um, I love comics, and I I think we've established I... that at this point. <laughs> thank thank yeah, you, Dean. Yeah. Uh, the next and... point. Well, I, I like its ability as a medium to do many, many things in such a way that you can never quite pin it down. Right. Like, it could do anything, but you might sound? not know it. But, yeah, I don't get comics based around bands and sounds. Like, it's, like I was reading Josie and the Pussycats last week, and um, it's just such a hard thing to get over oh, in a visual definitely. medium. Oh, definitely. It's very know? hard mm. to get right. There's very few that can. I can't really think of any off the top of my head that do do it right but i'm sure there have been mm. some like if you can convey sound if you can convey in a way that someone reads it and they hear it in their head that's fucking perfect mm. but yeah it's difficult to get right for sure hey listeners if you have any recommendations for us for uh music good mu- very good music comics heads up because we'd love to dig into those um but yeah so- sounds and comics it's like us talking about the comic pages is that kind of barrier isn't it mm. So um, what's your point? You, you're saying you want you want to do something about theme songs and things like that? No, my point being, I think Josh was uh, rightfully leaning towards perhaps a world where every uh, hero had their own theme tune. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then, once again, a good move, rightfully backed away from that because comics is a visual oh, medium. Oh, okay. Unless we're trying to sell this to, um, you know, after our last successful pitch to Disney. <laughs> yeah, unless, unless we sell this as physically met up with michael giacchino i think that's his name you know the incredibles composer um, oh yes. is, that, is that the name yeah yeah well, like giacchino or giacchino mm. do you know do you know where where they're at do you know no, how to get hold but i know that the elastigirl theme song was perfect and i've listened to it about 50 times at this point it's a banger mm-hmm. um, okay i think what if every single hero in this world is accompanied by a hype band of entourage behind them. What if... <laughs> and that's how we portray the sound. Okay, but coming back to Incredibles as some inspiration, <laughs> we all know my favorite character is Edna Mode. Yes, we've established this many mm-hmm. times. She is the number one outfit designer. What if there is a number one theme composer and performer? And what if they've gotten a little old... And no one really comes mm. to the old number one performer anymore. Because it's Bernie Hop Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Well done. 
I like that. Um, <laughs> so like uh, may- maybe all of this kind of hero power stealing is like, like, oh, oh, I hit, I hit the good idea. Okay. The reason they were the number one performer before was because that's their natural power. When they perform, they kind of, uh, they, they like tie themselves into the hero's power. So you know? it's some sort of like supercharged empathy based on music. Sort of. It's like, it's like a hero power up. So like back I, I, back before when they were actually being hired to perform Heroes theme songs wherever they kind of showed up they were like yes right play start playing the villains are watching us um it would be like a power up but then perhaps they realized that they were being I don't know maybe they didn't feel appreciated and they realized well I can use this power in a different way buddy So to take it to another version of inter- like in like a bard class in D&D Yes that kind of hey. thing yeah appropriate um mm. The, like the bard this. that became a necromancer, basically. Because <laughs> <laughs> it works both ways. So they were powering them up, but maybe being around those heroes and playing those same tunes over and over again maybe imbued those songs with the spirit yes, of those heroes yes, as yes. well. So now so in order like, to summon them, all they've got to do is play that funky music. Yes. With their bones. Oh, maybe... Okay, here's, an, here's a scene between the... Hero, shall we call it the hero performing era and then the mm-hmm. villain era the scene between the two is perhaps uh, a scene in which a hero that's still alive currently comes to fight uh, a, a, a disturbance of some sort and it turns out that oh why why are they fighting themselves and they're fighting like this first weak manifestation from uh, was it Jefferson? J- yep. Jefferson's song and this is like Jefferson's first attempt to use a hero's power against them. Mm-hmm. And like they, they sort of get stronger and then they realize, no, they need to change their instrument in order to channel these songs better. Why, yes. you know, why just use the song? I need something from the real hero. And that's when they start killing heroes or just actively going after like hero mm. corpses, things like that. Bony Harp Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I like, there, was, there could be a really cool thing towards as they're now getting older that they're starting to fight legacy heroes of old heroes yeah yeah oh so, yeah like that lot so they could they could start doing like whole little like oh getting this legacy hero to fight their the ethereal spirit of their mentor mm. Ooh, dark i like it so do you think perhaps um we're looking at currently heroes not showing up with theme music like and and jefferson's like well back in my day you know, like these legacy heroes don't show up with a theme at all, and they're like weak. No, I think. Well, I think maybe it could be, a... be more of a in the old kind of style of heroes. It was very um, the heroes were kind of big and out there. Yeah. But now the newer heroes are a lot more like vigilantes. Yeah. yeah so they can't really you can't really pin down when they'll turn up. Mm. They just mm. kind of appear in alleys okay. and they're just solving crimes on the bank. Whilst old heroes, there was a lot more like they'd have the entourage. They'd be like showboating a bit more. A bit more booster goldy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I tell you what, it's Buster Buster Keaton compared to like Alfred Hitchcock. It's like what? Um, yeah, um, you're gonna have to explain that one. It's more like the heroes back in the day were like very big and bold and performative. It was all mm-hmm. very performative. Whereas in the modern times, it's more um, it's more like practical and people are actually fighting crimes and it's less about you know. Put him up there, Mr. Evil. I'm going to duke you out. It's more like, 
there's drug dealers all over the place. We need to take them out. Right. Nice Why did you choose quickly. those two? That was such a strange way of saying subtle versus loud. You could have gone Dang with like winners. Joel Schumacher and Christopher Nolan Batman movies. <laughs> I, I was gonna. As soon as I said that, I was like, "It's like '60s Batman and modern Batman." <laughs> yes, that that also works. <laughs> that was a very oh, Dean. And Adam West compared to Ben Affleck in Dean. terms of style of Batman. <laughs> At least it wasn't a travel analogy. <laughs> Sometimes what you it is, take that it's, it's one of those like penny farthings compared <laughs> to one of those motorbikes. <laughs> Anyway, coming back I'm, to I'm it. I'm just human. Okay, okay. So what is our villain's ultimate goal? Because we kind of... I I have to admittedly say that I steamrolled an obvious goal, which is wanting to live forever because we've now established they don't, mm. you know, anti-age with this harp. So I think what's their Josh goal? I think Josh got it. I think have Josh I? got it. Yeah. Um, saying about killing legacy heroes, um, perhaps... They felt so underappreciated that they're just going after uh, the families of the heroes that um, just didn't appreciate I'll them. I see you going ooh. pure revenge. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. Maybe that could be it. Maybe they're trying to tarnish. Okay, we need to bring back the ethereal superhero stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Say that. I never um... went. <laughs> oh, didn't it? No, no, we're oh, keeping that. Well, well, it's definitely back now then. Mm. Um, so say that there's been news report and it's like, oh, this old style hero. For the sake, I don't know, let's take one of our. Can we take a random hero from our back catalogue? Old Gumbo Lee. <laughs> yes. Okay. Old Gumbo Lee, who used to be this really cool chef hero. Mm-hmm. Um, they died, but suddenly they were seen robbing a bank the other day. Oh. Like, Why? Oh, you're a genius. They're, they're meant to be dead or something. Oh. And but and now it's up to young Gumbo Lee to, to kind of. <laughs> figure out what's going on that you're kind of a genius stuff. So that's to, brilliant thank, thank you they're, so they're trying to tarnish these old heroes because they yeah. never got the recognition that um or maybe or even then all these new news reports they're gonna be playing these old theme songs mm. to kind of like oh old gumbo lee used to be and this. they don't get um, royalties for it either no oh fuck it's basically that's the truest crime here yeah uh bony harp's just pissed off they never got the recognition so they're gonna tarnish everyone who they gave the reputation to fucking great excellent I tell you what, we're all fucking popping off on this episode. <laughs> Some A plus plus ideas going on. So you say that Holy now we're moly. just going to be like, uh... uh. And where does this go from here? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> what? Um, di- mm-hmm. go on. If uh, you're going into a tunnel, Dean, I can't hear you. Who is <laughs> Bony Hart Jefferson? Like we've, what, we've personally, yeah, an old um, superhero music composer. We kind of shit. We we've done it. We've done it. Like, can it be the inverse of your usual um, theme song writer? Which is every time I've seen or heard of a character that like writes theme music, they've mm. always been that type that's like, oh, I studied classical music. I should have been performing in you know huge orchestras, but here I am writing fucking jingles. Like, perhaps it could be the inverse. Perhaps it's someone who you know toiled through the really difficult classical training and really wanted to write jingles because they loved heroes ah mm. mm. uh, tragedy you know a, a pure bard who wanted to be a support type and Ma- their support yeah maybe they realized they they realized from quite an early age that they couldn't be a superhero but they could help others yeah. become super mm. um and so uh, just fucking there on that tragedy like a 
a fine mm-hmm. gumbo. Mm-hmm. Um, so they uh, went into like musician sh- musicianship. Maybe they learned about musicianship. Um, <laughs> did I s- listen? Listen, I like I said. I do you I, mean performing? I I blew all my good ideas <laughs> and words quite early in the episode. Listen, they went into music and they studied like old timey like drummer boys and um old like army musicians that would march in the battle with um regiments and whatnot right and maybe oh maybe that could inform the outfit that could be quite a nice thing oh. maybe they're all like Ooh. dressed up do you, do you want to talk outfits and stuff i mean what we got we got a little bit of time don't we <laughs> <laughs> well actually this does actually do you want to bring up a kind of a case study Okay. Because we haven't really done something like that. So what we could do is briefly touch on... Um, so Bony Harp is going to rob a bank because they think that they're due all these royalties, but they never got them. Mm. So let's rob this bank and I'll get some money. Sure, sure. And they're going to use the spirit of old Gumbo, who was a hero who kind of like maybe like Popeye or something. Maybe they ate Gumbo and became really strong. Yeah, sure. Nice, simple. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, can I... Uh, roll to persuade the bank teller to <laughs> give me all the money. <laughs> no, the um, bard hasn't given you um, bardic inspiration, so your roll fails. Fuck. Oh. Um, can I... Tune in next no. week to the Adventure Zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how I imagined it going is that the old dude rolls up. Um, he, he has this massive case, uh, mm-hmm. massive instrument case, because um, harps are quite large. Mm-hmm. As established. Mm-hmm. He, I was um, going to say, before I forget, um, can we come back to this after your bit? Um, why a harp? It's in the name. Okay, uh, back to your bit, but, but But we could but we could have also done a... Maybe they tried to play around with different instruments. Mm. And they found that yeah. the harp was the easiest frame to build out of bones. I mean, and to channel their power, bone, I guess? Yeah. A bone guitar could be pretty badass as well. Mm. Anyway, what bone- were you saying? Anyway, they roll up, they have this massive case, mass- massive, like, black standard instrument case, and maybe they don't even, like, go to queue up or anything. They just kind of um, very quietly sit in the corner, and maybe the... Um, how I imagine this case to work is that it splits down the middle, um, so you sort of set it up like you would a normal harp, and then you can take down one side of it. You take down one side, he begins plucking it a little bit so people don't realize it's a fucking bone harp. Right. <laughs> He um, starts playing a few tunes. People are like, oh, that's quite pleasant, old man. And then the fucking ghost of old Gumbo breaks down the door and he's like, everyone freeze, there's a stick up. Give me all your royalty, I mean money. And then uh, the bank heist proper would uh, would begin from there. I think, how, how I think you sound? lost me a little bit on how they get the harp into the bank. What do you mean they, they take it in. half down? What? No, I mean like it'll be in a case. Right. Um, and a music case for a harp, usually instead of like, you would stand it up like a harp. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like sort of the, the thin Are edge. you saying that you'd like un- unzip it and then you just fold one side down? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I get you now. Okay. I, I was thinking more of a hard case than a soft case. Yeah, I, w- I was picturing like um, sort of something quite a lot more uh, rectangular, like a, a, a solid box case that you have to like unclip, like unbuckle kind of thing. Hmm. But yeah. I guess that's very conspicuous. I mm. think it's going to be quite a conspicuous. Um, it's very hard. Let's just be situation. honest here. It's very <laughs> hard to sneak a harp into a bank. 
That's why prob- I mentioned the small harp at first. Yeah. He would probably pose around the corner as like a um a vagrant or something. Because mm. he would have like the tattered costume of his old superheroic self. Um and not really changed for like forty years and Oh, I had an idea just- for the outfit. Um mm. I was thinking that type of um half glittery tuxedo top with bow tie that they used to have for like I can't remember the type of band, but like boy band types of the fifties, if you know what I'm thinking mm. of. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like very so, ostentatious, very formal. Because, you know, it's a very serious, respectable job performing the theme songs for superheroes. Mm. Dude, totally. Yeah. It's like being their butler. So like it's it's not entirely a suit. It's it's very obviously a costume. Hmm. But you wouldn't look entirely out of place just wearing it, like, to a gala as well, I suppose. And they would go to many galas, mm. maybe. Um, well, back in the yeah, day, they the, would. Yeah, at now the peak of their, their fame. Now they're just a grumpy old curmudgeon trying to get their due. Come to think of it, the Typical. peak of their fame would be being in the shadow of heroes. Like, no one would actually mm. know their name. Mm. It would just be, oh, yeah, that sparkly dude that's always next to the heroes. <laughs> It's like when you're watching football and there's like one referee you've seen a few times. You don't really have the the motivation to find out who they are. You're just like, eh, it's that guy again. I think that shows they, how much get... Dean watches football. Sorry to mm. interrupt, Josh, because I'm pretty sure most people who watch football, just in my experience of seeing people watch football, really, really want to know who the referees are so that they can deck them. But... So they can call them a wanker. Yeah. <laughs> All I remember... Is that there was a one referee that was bald and Italian called Oh Oh, there you go. He was super Proving bald though. See, this is, yeah, like, this is a very good analogy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was Pierre brother Dean, no one who listens to this podcast is interested in football, let's be real here. <laughs> well, I got uh, bitten well, I wasn't I wasn't bitten by a radioactive football <laughs> man. <sighs> um okay, before we wrap up um, our bony harp in a hard case. Um, yes, sorry, um, they're in the bank with the with the harp. Yes. Mm. No, we 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 we've done that. Oh, like, okay. Well, I thought it was going to go on like they tried to steal money and then a hero shows up. Yeah, young Gumbo will turn up. Yeah. Oh, bony, bony back-eyed money Davis. <laughs> well remembered. Wow. Mm. It's just person. Um, it's just a person that takes off their jacket and they've got some eyes on their back. They're very oh, good at like that- recon. Yeah, you can never turn your back on them. <laughs> we've we've well, they come can never up turn with back on you. We've come up with a bone stealing um, supervillain, and that's the worst thing I've heard. <laughs> a person with eyes in their back. Well, how does their story end? Are they just eternally stealing bones? Seems quite grim. <sighs> you mean? Wait, wait. Do you mean we've, how does their story like, end? We've got like oh. ten more minutes. We could try and come up with some kind of ending for them. We we don't have ten minutes. Oh. We we can come up with a solid three minute ending for this dude though. Cool. Um Go so on. um do do they get how do they get what they deserve while still being a dick enough to mm. die in the comic? Mm. Uh maybe one of the younger heroes can be like, Oh my my uh my parents talked about you all the time. They said they couldn't do their job without you and Maybe they're doing that at a time where they're about to kill like a legacy hero and then they feel very regretful about that and then they b- 
bury themselves with their harp and play one last sad tune as... I'm just imagining a hor- another horrible version, like in that Harry Potter film, when they're fighting and all of the spirits from Voldemort's wand uh... come out of the wand and try and defend Harry Potter. Mm, I mean... Did that happen in the books? That is nice, know, sure. though. That is, like As cringy as I'm being, like it is nice when you've got like that moment where the party rallies behind you, you know? Like, especially mm. when um, a good mind control break. Ooh, I do love that. So, Ooh. like a bunch of heroes breaking the control of the harp, like eth- ethereal well, ghost heroes. What if Bony Harp turns good? No. <gasps> what if it's a redemption story? Oh, what, well, like one of the legacy heroes is in trouble? Yeah. And then they decide mm. to play the old hero's theme. Kind of like a... Oh, to, to inspire the legacy hero? Yeah, Ooh, that kind of thing. I like that. Like, you know, this is what the... I mean, eventually they'll have to, like, bury the harp. That's going to have to happen at some point. Yeah. But they can maybe try and take a new thing in doing remixes of old heroes' music. <laughs> well, ooh, what if Burning Harp has a kid and um, maybe then they realise the importance of legacy? Maybe, okay, right. Maybe they don't, like, have a kid in the pages, but maybe a child comes to them saying, Bernie Harp Jefferson, you're my, you're my parent. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm... Your family, and then God, you sure Bernie fucked Harp around has... a lot, Jefferson. <laughs> I mean, he's he's on that superhero entourage. I mean, you so... could just kind of go for a thing where that this person's getting so into the idea of destroying legacies for other heroes that they've forgotten what type of legacy they're going to be leaving for their yeah. own kid. Right, and then Maybe something like that. yes, wrap that up have... in bow, oh, young Gumbo and fleshy Harp Jefferson. Work together or something. What? I'm cancelling the podcast after you said the word fleshy. Fleshy. Harp. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening to our final episode of Bitten by Radioactive Fleshy Heart. Wait, 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 wait. I have a final bit of redemption. Mm-hmm. It's slightly dark. Um, before the harp ends up being buried, like this would be in their twilight years. They know they're dying. Perhaps they sacrifice one of their own bones to the harp in order to pass the harp on to someone else to use it for good and then the, the young legacy hero looks at it and thinks there's no way i'm, le- I'm going to be cu- carrying this harp around <laughs> and they just bury it and they just bin it they have a proper funeral with like lots of framed pictures of all the heroes that it's made up of yeah. no the legacy hero is like a, a dj or something so they just have like a laptop so they're like this isn't what music is anymore and just like Josh just said, just buries carry, it. Carry an iPod around with how, him. How yeah. fitting. Like, now we've forgotten about this type of music. We're forgetting about you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, dear. You don't matter anymore. What an ending. I regret suggesting this. <laughs> Thank you very much for um, accepting our ending as bad as it is. Because sometimes <laughs> your favorite comics just have pretty lackluster no, uh, no one's good at writing endings. This, I don't know why I keep suggesting it. It's a nice challenge. Writing pro, writing pro tip, endings first, everything else later. <laughs> um, if you want to help give us a very good rest Good ending. Of, no, rest of the podcast. <laughs> Don't end us, please. <laughs> if you want to help us out, continue our very long life, then... Please uh, leave us a review. Please, please leave us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever. Um, and whatever handle you use, we'll chuck into a name generator. 
um, like we have done today. It rarely happens, but we do we do we do pedal them out sometimes. It's way more fun. Mm, we do. Um, um, well, we have our Twitter BBR underscore podcast. Um, on a Wednesday after the episode's been released, we'll do a recommendation rundown, which is actually quite a good name. I might start calling it that when we do it. Nice. Um, mm. And then the following Monday, where um, we'll be posting up an illustration yep. of said hero. So enjoy some nice bones. Do you know, as I was saying that this hero should use um, like music to conjure ethereal heroes, I thought to myself, why <laughs> do I like suffering? <laughs> How many s- spirit-based heroes do you want to summon? Why do I pick powers that are hard <laughs> to illustrate? I l- oh, there's also that, yeah. Next week, was more of a, we're going we to make a fucking you... punchy hero. <laughs> I thought it was more of a, we finally gave you a singular hero oh, instead of I've a group. Got to draw these and ghosts. now you've decided to draw a bunch of ghosts. <laughs> one I ghost. Said... That's the quota. One ghost. <laughs> I tried, man. I tried giving you mercy. I know, I'm sorry. One, um, one whole so, ghoul boy for the, for the illustration. So next week, we have to make a, a single hero with a physical power, and they 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 are an orphan with no parents and no family, <laughs> and they live in they a no wasteland. Characteristics. Yep. They're a mannequin. Just, they have no face. They don't need clothes. Wow, what, <laughs> what a cliffhanger for our beautiful listeners to hang on to after they've been... Uh, wait, I couldn't... Put uh, flow that into a U. Um, After they've they... been by a radioactive podcast. Ah, oh, I'm Dean. Don't blame me. Jade Sarson McKnight. <laughs> I'm Jade. You're not getting out of this, Dean McKnight Sarson. <laughs> I'm Josh Fleshy Harp Randall. <laughs> and this is me pressing the big red button on our career. Bye. And. Bitten by Radioactive Podcast is hosted by Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and me, Josh Randall. Uh, this episode was all edited up by me, and seeing that we do all the other stuff in the show now, all that's left for me to say is we'll see you next week for another episode.